deep down in my heart, deep to my core, I feel I'm an artist designer. I'm the type that could lay out my clothes for the next day, the night before, for the day. And when I wake up, depending on how I'm feeling, I want to wear something else. I got this shirt that I've been trying to get for a while, and I went to go hang it up in my closet, and I realized I had no room. And as I was trying to clear my closet a little bit and get rid of things that I figured I'm not going to wear anymore or doesn't really resonate with me, I got to thinking of how the way we visualize things selfishly overpowers our other senses. It's like people seem so caught up on the way it looks or the image they're portraying, they forget there's other things they can offer to the world than just their visual aesthetic or what they look like. The old saying, the clothes don't make the person, the person makes the clothes, resonates with me and I feel is really accurate. The way I like to dress how I feel on the inside and put that on the outside. People might comment on what you have on <coughs> and I get to talk about like what that is. Like for instance, I might have on some Jordan ones. And someone's like, hey, I really like those Jordan ones. And we get to talking and it ends up me explaining how I love to wear Jordans or other athletes shoes that I grew up watching, it makes me feel like I get to be them in my day-to-day. -day. If I have Jordan 1s on, I'm going through the day like I'm Jordan in his rookie season. I got stuff to prove today. Instead of, oh yeah, I saw somebody have these on Instagram. Your material possessions don't make you who you are, and they don't fool me. For instance, if you're a bum-ass person, but you now have a Benz or a Beamer, you're just a bum-ass person now in a Benz or a Beamer, covering up who you are on the inside with material possessions doesn't change who you are on the inside. Accentuate who you are on the inside on the outside. Speaking of bumware, I like distressed things to a point. Rips in the jeans, sometimes maybe a hole in a shirt. 
I also like things to the point they get naturally distressed. I was talking to this old school punk rocker about how back in the day, when you had ripped jeans on, you had to truly wear those holes and rips into your jeans from day-to-day -day usage and living in them, not by just using the Dremel. And I feel like what I'm wearing is a uniform rather than just a costume. Loving design and art, I love to have conversations about what people have on. And if you just have it on because you see somebody else wear it, that conversation isn't very fulfilling to me. Oh yeah, I saw so-and-so have it on, so now I got it on. Is that a costume just because you want people to view you in a certain way? Because you notice how other people's visual aesthetics garners attention? I tend to use my worldly possessions and belongings to project my inside on the outside rather than use these appealing visual objects of luxury to cover up the ugly or selfish, selfishness that's hidden within some people. Feels as though we're all highly addicted to dopamine, especially the activation of that bodily chemical by attention, mainly being from social media. You know, the dopamine-driven reward system associated with social media addiction, is it, is it characterized by a need for validation, attention, or approval from peers? What are we, what are we seeking attention for if we're not gonna utilize that attention? It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. But then what after everyone's looking at you? Are you offering some substance to someone? Or giving them information on what it is that they're looking at? Or do you just want people to look at you? Like all this attention seeking, it, the seeking of external validation, it triggers a release of the neurotransmitter dopamine when achieved, which reinforces the behavior. I've been noticing and thinking about it, and it's like heroin in the 70s, crack in the 80s and 90s, or meth in the 2000s, or prescription drugs and fentanyl now. Except the drug isn't grown in a field and being produced by cartels or in a lab. We're unknowingly the producers and the connect, and social media is the dope boys. Except this drug is created in our bodies and we're the users. I was walking around the mall the other day and I noticed everybody just looking down at their phones walking around. I'm like, damn, your peripheral vision 
and your six senses <laughs> must be amazing to just be wandering around, not even really looking where you're going or involved in your immediacy of the situation you're in or the surroundings and environment you're in. It's like we're all in the matrix, but in the world at the same time. And doing everything for the attention to then not utilize the attention genuinely and to deceive other people for gain, it's a wild concept to me. And I see people just consume, consume, consume other people's gestures to gather attention. Granted, if you have a purpose to give people information or you make product or you're offering something to society, attention is a must. I understand that as well. You have to garner eyes and awareness of what you're doing. But if you're not doing anything and you're still demanding other people's attention and then now other people are giving up attention from what they could be doing in their own existence to just consume your content, they're basically giving up what it is they could be doing for themselves to garner attention, especially if they have a product or they have a purpose and insight to help people with their lives. It's a wild, vicious cycle of, look at me, look at me, don't worry about what you should be doing. Do things the way they make you feel, not just for the way they look or, or what you visually see yourself having. And it's a, I wish I could have that, I wish I could have that, so I'm gonna watch other people have that. Or, I wish I could dress like that or have these belongings for what reason? Instead of, oh, that person gets all the attention and they're showing me that their life is this amazing by the physical belongings they have versus I align and I'm interested in what these, what these things are, therefore that's why I like to attain them. Like again, somebody was like, you like sneakers like that? I'm like, yes, since I was five years old, drawing sneakers, loving the athletes that have them on. Like I wouldn't consider myself a sneakerhead. I just love design and I love sneakers. Reading Phil Knight's book has become one of my favorite stories. And I would consider myself a shoe dog just not being in the industry yet. But again, being in that industry is what a goal and achievement is. Not just, hey, I gotta have these on because the, the these are the new news and I just want people to look at me and be like, oh, you, you the one 
but not be the one. All you have to do is just be the one and be who you are within and be yourself. And that's what determines you're the one. It's not what's on you, it's what's in you. And the more you realize that, the more you get to truly be who it is you're meant to be and who you are versus who you feel you have to be from the validation of others. And when you get to really live your true purpose and become what it is and who it is you truly are, that's when life starts to open up and really happen and you get to build an offering to the world, to yourself, and to this collective of existence of all of us. You wanna be an influencer, right? So influence with substance. Influence others to achieve something or to really connect with the product or the message you're giving. And building that connection makes people really resonate and love what you have to offer. And when you're doing it from your heart and soul, you get to really inspire others genuinely. You get to truly have a purpose deeper than just visually. Because if they're not looking at it, what is it really they're connected to? that's deeper than just a selfie in a mirror. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, the cover of the book looks good. But what's that story like?